Boom, we in here. What's going on, everybody? My name is Ro Lamb, and this is the first episode of an as-of-yet untitled podcast. I am here with my good friend, dope homie, Morgan Bullock. Did I say it? Morgan Bullock? Yes, actually, thank you so much for saying you're right. Morgan, people are always like, Morgan Bullock, and I'm like, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, I remember, because I remember you said it one time, you're like, Bullock. I'm like, yo, she really puts emphasis on that Bullock. You know what I'm saying? My dad always put emphasis on it. I was like, all right, that's what it is. <laughs> word, word, word. Um, so Morgan, do you want to tell the people about yourself, who you are, what you do? Sure. I'm Morgan Bullock. I'm a speaker, author, poet, coach. Uh, and I focus very heavily on resiliency and empowering mainly women, but also men, because we're all human and all go through trauma and all need to be resilient throughout life. Um, through my words, through my speeches, through my poetry, through my currently dormant podcast, um, through my books. Uh, yeah, I've written two books, um, Moon Fruit and Brown, where I'm just empowering men and women and young kids to love themselves and build resiliency. You can find me at morganbullock.com. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And if you don't know me, my name is Ro Lamb. I am a writer. I write comic books, screenplays, working on a novel. Uh, basically, if it can be written, I'm trying to write it. So um, that's who I am. That's what I do. I'm a father. I'm married. I have four kids. Um, I think that's about it right now. I think, uh, you know, honestly, I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. This, I really don't know what this is yet. Right, I know I, today is my birthday, December the 8th, that's my birthday. Happy birthday, I haven't even said happy birthday to you. Happy it's birthday. Okay. I felt it, I felt it, even though you didn't say I could feel it. Happy birthday, I actually woke up and I was like, oh, yesterday Ro told me that today, reminded me that today is his birthday and his birthday, Ro, I had that in my mind. Right. Uh, but I knew we were gonna talk later. And you here told we are. me you were going to a birthday dinner tonight and I'm like, who, who, who's birthday? Who else birthday is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, birthday dinner it's not her birthday it's dom's birthday oh dom okay where is her birthday in december yeah he's coming up december what i think it's the 13th okay okay this out if it's not the 13th <laughs> i think it's the 13th i'm pretty okay. sure okay unfortunately i am not an editor so i don't even know if i can edit that out so um, but yeah, so today's my birthday. Every every year on my birthday, I, let me see, for the past, since I was like 13, I've like hated my birthdays. Like, I just felt depressed and I just felt like, I don't know, I just felt down on my birthdays. But for the last two or three years, I felt really excited. And that's because I've, found myself progressing every birthday now. And so it feels good to reach these birthdays. And so I wanted to talk about this feeling. I wanted to share this feeling for like the last, like like I said, two years, I wanted to share this feeling. And every year I say, I'm gonna do a podcast on my birthday and I never do. And so yesterday I said, no, I'm gonna do this tomorrow. I'm gonna do a podcast. I'm gonna make it happen. It's Probably not gonna be perfect, but I'm gonna make it happen. So at first I was gonna do it by myself, but then I thought, oh, I, but I really wanna have a conversation. And the first person I thought of was Morgan. 
So I'm gonna call, I'm gonna, I'm gonna text Morgan, see what she's doing. And she said she was available. So here we are recording a podcast. So I'm so flattered that you thought of me. Uh, I really am. Thank you for reaching out and tapping me. Uh, for the people, how old are you now? I am 34. Nice. 34. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Around the 32-ish, 31-ish, you were like, oh, I'm feeling better about my birthday. I feel like that's contextual, you know? You remember that? You remember me saying that? You just said that. Oh, I thought you were saying you remember me saying that. No, you just said, like, for the past two or three years, you started to feel better about your birthdays. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Started to feel like you were progressing, you know? Um, yeah. It was just like every birthday, I was, like, in the same spot that I was my last birthday. Mm. So from like from like the age of like 21 to like the age of like 29, I just felt like I was just doing the same stuff. Mm. And then I started to get focused, yeah, writing and creating. And so I've seen myself be at different what I feel to be further places. Yeah. And that sense of progression just it makes me excited to begin a new a new year you know what I'm saying yeah. I, I totally understand do you feel like 30 just hits different for me 30 didn't hit different for me it didn't because for me I was still again I think I think 30 I said yeah I don't think I think when I was 30 I still felt stuck 30 yes 30 was even more depressing because mm. it was my 30th and I still felt stuck. Mm. But you started to make the change. But I started to make the change, right. I started to make the change. You know, um, cause I just turned 31, 26. Word, word. Um, okay. And I just remember when I turned 30 last year, I was like, I feel, is there cursing on this podcast? Hey, yeah, do what you do, do what you do. I just feel fucking weird. Like, I was like, I feel weird. Like, I couldn't explain it. And then I heard some of my other friends be like, I feel different. I feel like funky. I feel in a funk. I felt so, uh, I can't explain it. I just felt really uncomfortable. Um, Maybe with where I was, um, with where life was going. I was just kind of like, oh, I need to take, I need to take control. Right. And maybe by 30, we all get to a place of being like, all right, I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain about myself and getting a little bit more certain about where I'm trying to go. And I can't stay (laughs) here anymore. Right. I can't stay with past Morgan or past Roe. And I got to start doing what's necessary for me to feel right. Because this feels wrong. Um, I mean, I can't say that for everybody who's turned 30 or turned 30, but it was just weird. And so, you know, to hear you say like, come 30, the changes started to happen and I've been feeling the changes happening. Um, I don't know, I feel like it just solidifies some things. Let me ask you this. How much of that that feeling of needing to change do you think was societal? And how much of that do you think was natural? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I think okay. I think I would I would attribute like half and half. 
right? Because society is like, Instagram culture is like, you need to do something big for your big birthdays. Um, and you need to be performative. But then naturally, I'm just kind of like, you know, I had a transition previously. When we first met, I was going through a huge transition in my life. Uh, what was that, like 27, 28? And I felt kind of the similar things of like, I can't stay right here in this mind frame or in the, doing the same things and get to where I'm really trying to go. Uh, I think I have been really honing in on my vision for my life and realizing like, am I getting there? Am I doing the things that it takes? And how do I feel about me, right? right? So it was a combination of like the world and society saying like, you should we let's celebrate. And me being like, what am I celebrating? Am I like <laughs> really happy? I, granted, I'm very proud of myself for where I, where I am uh, or where I've gotten to, but I'm also like, I'm also not where I want to be. Right. Um, so let me put some let me put forth some action maybe not necessarily changing myself because i love who i am but refinement and action yeah um so yeah yeah and i think part of the reason why i asked that is because you know i think about like those lists that you come across with like the you know the 30 on the 30 or the 40 on the you know and yeah. that's this there's this uh, this value that's placed on, you know, how how fast you can do something yeah. or how how young you were when you did, you know, you made your first million. I made my first million when I was 25, you know. Yeah. And, and so it's like, sometimes I think about myself and I'm like, you know, so I'm 34 and it's like, sometimes I get in these ruts where I'm like, oh, like, am I too old to be like writing these comic books and like trying to break into the you know the the writing world and all this type this type of stuff? But then I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm 34 though. Like, I'm looking at writers and they're you know 20, 25 years older than I am. And I'm like, I'm doing I'm doing all right. Like everybody got their own path. Everybody got their own journey. And so I really can't look at the person that's you know, the person that's 34 with like 20 books, I can't look at their journey. Right. Oh, I should be doing that. You know, I gotta do, I gotta walk my own path and, right. uh, and just keep, you know, pushing forward. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, and that's why I asked you your age. Cause I was like, I think it's really important to share like when we start to figure some things out. Cause sure, maybe that happened for somebody, the same the same things that we're going through now are ha maybe happening for somebody who's 20, congrats. Maybe happening for somebody who's 50 great right like everybody's journey is so different i always think about like there might have been some actors who actors and performers who might have been long ago might have looked at like frankie muniz amanda Bynes, Lil bow wow like oh look at how great they are right <laughs> and then you look at somebody like two chains who obviously didn't start when bow wow started or drake or kendrick lamar or j cole or jay-z <clears throat> And the trajectory of their careers, it's like Lil Bow Wow was supposed to be popping when he was popping and he was at the top of the charts at that time. He's not the same right now. And that's just not his journey. Whereas somebody else who was maybe looking at Bow Wow thinking, oh, I'm 14 and I'm not a celebrity, who is now very successful. Right. Um, 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really, I've, I've let go of the, I've got to do it by a certain age. I got to do it when it's time for me to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good. I just think it's just so easy to get into the rush of it, right? Like you just want to, you just want to get there. Listen, so I've been talking to my partner, Madi. Um, well, we've been having conversations about this for years now. And he's called me out and been like, you don't enjoy the journey, right? Because I'm like, you know, he's in real estate and he, and I'll be like, aren't you ready to like get to the end? Or aren't you ready to get to like where you're trying to go or whatever it is? And he's like, no, I'm, I'm enjoying every process, of, every beat of it, right? If I'm renovating a house, I enjoy the fact that there's drywall. And I'm like, I want to see the paint. I want to see it done. And he's like, oh, this is the process. And if you don't learn to enjoy the process, then you're not going to be satisfied in the end. You're just not, you know, like if anything comes Anything that I've really enjoyed, the end of something that I've really enjoyed or really found value or really felt victorious in, took so much effort and loss and hurt and pain before I actually got it. Whereas anything that came fairly easily, I'm like, all right, that was cool. <laughs> and I'm and I'm on to being obsessed with the next thing just because of my obsessive personality. Yeah. Um, nah. Nah, I'm really, I'm working on, I'm working on that. Cause I do think that I want to get to the finish line, but ultimately it's, that's not, that's not the fun part. Yeah. 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 I've been, I've been learning that, that idea of needing to fall in love with the process because I've, I've been, well, I mean, I already knew, but I'm, it's becoming more real to me mm-hmm. because I'm working on a, a TV show idea I had. And I'm working with the producer. Uh, he's co-creating it with me. He he's in LA, so we've been working on it. And so I've been writing drafts, and he's been sending me notes in order to you know make it basically get it ready to to pitch and to sell. And so we're on the we're on the I just turned the fifth draft in last week. So he's gonna send me notes. I'm gonna do a sixth draft. And the other day I was thinking like I just can't wait till we get this thing done like Mm -hmm. but they I was listening to a podcast and they were telling they were saying as a writer you need to budget out 20 drafts like you need to you need to think that it's going to take you 20 drafts to write something um and I don't know if you know the show I May Destroy You have you heard of that show yeah I like it I I recently watched it I loved it yeah apparently she wrote like 187 drafts wow of that of that pilot and so when I think about that, I'm like, whoa, okay. I'm on draft six. Like I'm about to start draft six. Right? And you're like, when is this gonna be finished? Yeah, I'm like, when is this gonna be finished? And it's like, I I can think about that, but I really have to slow down. I have to say, okay, I'm on draft six. I'm, But I enjoy sitting down. And we've talked about this before. Like I enjoy walking in the room, sitting at my desk, and writing for three to four hours. I do get impatient. Like, I'm like, oh, when am I going to finish this thing? But the fact that I can sit there and do it, that 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 gives me hope. Like, okay, this the, the test is not how good it is when it's done. The test is 
can you keep going through those 20, 30, 40 drafts when it's, when it's not good, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so enjoying that process, you know, of, you know, and he's, he's sending me notes like, hey, this is not right. We need to fix this. We need to work on this. We need to do this. We need to do that. And every draft is like two pages of nah, it's not right. Mm-hmm. And so I got to take that. I got to figure out how to, how to, how to fix, how to make it work. Um, and so it's a process. And like I said, I've just been learning like, yo, either you love this process or you don't love this process. But if you don't love this process, it's going to be really, really hard for you to do this thing that you say you want to do. You know what right. I mean? Um, so. You know, I always, okay. I always relate things back to sports. Why does it, first of all, why does it happen? Like our conversations, we've already talked about where this was about to go. Right, right, right. I don't know how much time. Anyway, whatever. I always relate things back to sports. And, uh, <laughs> Hey, I told you we just flow it. Like I, like I said, I had an idea of what it could be, but hey, I like where we are. We can do that. We can. You can chop it up. I'll figure out how we can chop things up. But um, I relate things back to sports, right? And so there was never a time where I loved or even liked conditioning, right? Conditioning and weight training. Morgan was never happy. Right. Um. But I knew that it was necessary. Yeah. Right. I knew. Hell, I really didn't even like practice all the time. <laughs> but um, I just like to play and to compete and to win. Right. I was very like, I want to get to the end. I want the victory. So I don't like any of the other things <clears throat> that go along with it. I'm annoyed that I have practiced again today. Um, but it got to a point where I was like, okay. I've got to figure out, I don't love the act of, I don't love it, but I'm curious to see how it's going to impact me in the long run, right? Right. Like I'm curious. So there was a level of curiosity. Like when you tell me that Michaela Cole, is it Cole or Coel? Anyway. I, I say Cole, but I think it is spelled like Coel, but. Right. Um, wrote 187 drafts. I'm curious to know what draft one looked like. Like, the show was probably completely different. It's kind of like when you play telephone, you know, and you're like, oh, I wonder what the, I wonder what the outcome is going to be once it gets through all, once it's filtered through all of these people, once it's filtered through all of these notes. Um, that's a journey in itself that maybe curiosity can, for me, curiosity propels me. Um, the journey, the the adventure of it all. Um, not so much, you know, the trek through the <laughs> through the mud, but what's at the next corner. Right, right, right. I think for me, it's it's the uh, it's the knowing that I that this is going to improve me. Mm. Like knowing that when I get on the other side of this draft, there's going to be something that I learned that when I go into the next draft or when I go to the next project, I'm gonna be able to take that with me, you know? Um, and I think even when I play, when I play basketball, like for me, that's what I that's what I liked about practicing and working out and training was this move that I'm working on right here. I'm gonna be able to take this and it, I'm gonna be able to use this and it's gonna, I'm gonna see the the uh the progression there's that word again the progression of 
I started here. I, I worked on this and now I'm able to do this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I have something in mind. I was going to say it before we got on, but you told me to wait. And it was about perfect early you had mentioned it earlier you're like oh this might not be perfect yeah. i was going i was going to bring it back around oh, okay <laughs> well i just went straight there yeah, yeah we we there so, <laughs> um you know cuz i've been struggling with perfectionism and you have been posting about that i did i have because i i like for things to be a certain way to look a certain way in my mind um perfectionism so what is perfect to you what does perfect look like for you I guess even with this podcast and who is it perfect for you know what I mean like I have zero idea or expectations of what this is supposed to be you know what it's supposed to look like so when it comes out it's like okay well it's perfect to me (laughs) right like I just will never forget my middle school band teacher who was dope. Um, we were always like, oh, what if we hit the wrong note? And he's like, one, you're in sixth grade. You're probably going to. But two, <laughs> but two, do your parents know what the note is? Right. right? Like, does anybody in the audience know that you missed that note? No. Yeah. Maybe they thought it was a part of, the, part of the score. Like, you're the only one who knows and you can't tr- you can't think that everybody else is like mm, well that should have been like this no nobody knows right um i need to tell myself that i need to remind myself of like nobody's expecting all the little things that you're thinking about to be in place um and nobody's critiquing it <laughs> right are they getting the message great then who cares if you have a backdrop or if your makeup was on point or had the right outfit on whatever like it's just nobody knows right right yeah i think perfect um perfect is based on the little instagram feed right so you see like people's podcasts set up right and you see oh oh it looks like that oh oh, i gotta have that i gotta have that perfect mic i gotta have the I gotta have the, uh, the the what you call it the styrofoam on the walls or whatever it is you know I gotta have all the bells and the whistles and the, the neon lights you know what I'm saying the cool space uh, and so when you say like what is perfect when you first said it, I'm like I really don't know like perfect is just really honestly bare it's having this conversation with you this is perfect but right. in my mind I'm like but I want it to look like this I want it to right. you know be perfect you know what I'm saying right. Um, but what's interesting about that is I was actually reading this article about story structure and they were talking about trying to tell the perfect story. And and the what they were saying was you really shouldn't be trying to tell the perfect story. You need to tell this story that you want to tell and then you can come back to it and you can figure out how to put things in place. You can do all of that. But you really don't need to tell a perfect story. You just need to tell the story that you want to tell. Mm-hmm. And I spend so much time trying to tell the perfect story, right? Oh, I got to hit these plot points. I got to do this. I got to, I spend so much time doing that. Mm-hmm. And I realized like it really, it, it's a, it's almost a crutch 
right? Where it's like, if I do all the right things in this story, they're gonna love it. Right. And the crazy thing is you can do all the right things in the story and they still might not love it. Right. So then the question becomes, if you might not love it anyway, I might as well just be myself and do it how I do it. Right. Because out of what, was it 7 billion people? Out of 7 billion people on the planet, I can find I can find 500 people to like it. I know I can. I know. Easily. I Easily. Yeah. And why do I expect, there's something, something else I told a friend. Um, why do I expect everybody to like it? I don't like everybody else's stuff. I don't like, like, I don't like everybody's stuff. So why would I expect everyone to like mine? Right, right, right. I think about how many people don't like Beyonce. And that's fine if you don't like Beyonce. Yeah. Take away from the fact that she's still Beyonce and that Basquiat was still Basquiat. Right? right? Like, everybody ain't gonna like it. But I think that th- the thing about it, though, is who, who, say, who said that? Was it uh, was it Erica Badu who said, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit? Yeah. That's the <laughs> thing, like, not not even just that the artist is sensitive about their shit, but so much of the art that we create is so personal. Yeah. That sometimes it can be difficult to untangle your identity from the work that you created. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that I've been learning in this process of writing these drafts is when he's giving me notes on the story, it really it doesn't have a reflection on what he thinks about me and it doesn't have a reflection on what he thinks about me as a writer. Yeah. I struggle with that too. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's the thing. Like that's why we get worried about but I need everybody to like this. Right. Because you want deep down you want everybody to like you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but in re- even in real life everybody don't like you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I know I don't like everybody. So. I don't like everybody, so I can't expect everybody to like me. Right, right, right. Doesn't mean I'm not dope, but everybody's not gonna like me. Right, and that and that goes both ways. Just because I don't like so and so, doesn't necessarily mean that they're not dope. It just means right. that we just not for each other necessarily. Right, and that's, that's okay. okay. Or we just in different seasons. Sometimes it's just a seasonal thing. Right. You know Right. No, yeah, I struggle. I struggle with that. Even just with constructive criticism about me, you know, and my personality or some things that I personally need to work on. It's not a, it doesn't mean, it doesn't diminish my worth, right? It doesn't diminish who I am uh, or my good attributes, uh, positive attributes. It's just, that that needs some improvement. Um, Same with your writing. You're a great writer, but this right here just needs a little work. yeah, man, it's it's it. That's that's a journey in itself. I'm realizing for sure um, to take, you know, to not take things personally. Mm. I'm about to get into what we've been, what I've been reading or listening to. Um, the four, <laughs> the four agreement. Yes, let's go. <laughs> let's go. I'm listening to it. I haven't finished it, but I was like, oh, shit, I shouldn't take anything personally. You're absolutely right. absolutely right why do I take everything so personally also 
I learned this when I was when I was doing coaching. Like, why do we focus on the people who don't like us? Nine times out of ten, like, there's a ton of people. There's a ton of people who love what we do, and we will hyper focus on those five. Yeah. That don't, and we're like, oh, I'm not good enough, and it's like. One, you shouldn't be taking those five personally anyway. Right. It's just five. I don't know why we do that. Yeah. 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 So I've been listening to the four agreements as well. Uh, Recently? Yeah. So I had this really like hurtful situation happen to me like two months ago. Hmm. And after that, I'm like, yo, I'm taking this way too personal. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, let me get my... So I have the, the book, I have the book. I was like, you know, I'd rather listen to it in the car. So I actually, you know, downloaded it from Audible. Yeah. Um, yeah this is not sponsored by them. Just you know, <laughs> audible.com, whatever. Um, Audible, you want to send me a check? That'd be great. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I've been listening to it. And that book is just, I mean, it's one of the books that really, I mean, it, it really changed my life. Like it just really, the, the thing that I like about that book is the simplicity of the concepts like they're super simple mm -hmm. but they're super powerful mm -hmm. um so yeah isn't that life though isn't that anything that like i feel like that's everything these are very simple success uh relationships communication things are very simple we just overcomplicate them yeah yeah and i think that i think the thing is like when you read you know, some of these, you know, spirituality books or some of these, you know, self-help books or whatever, they can be saying, I felt it at, I felt that the four agreements said a lot of the same stuff that a lot of other people have said, yeah. but they took so much longer to say those things. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so the four agreements, four agreements, I mean, you could read the book and if you have a dedicated three hour, three to four hours, you can read the whole thing. Yeah. And it's just super, I just thought it was just super powerful. Super powerful and, and just to the point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I appreciated it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um so are we are we in our in our next segment already? <laughs> You're the podcast host. <laughs> Don't ask me. You're the host. So we talked about what we're reading. What you have you been listening to? Any any good music? Any good artists that you would like to recommend to the people? I mean, Adele has been on repeat. Okay. okay. Uh, um, who else have I been listening to? Oh, I've been listening to Lullabies. I didn't mention before. <laughs> I have a seven week old. Um, okay. okay. New new uh, status. Let's go. Um, and I am obsessed okay. with her. Right. I really am obsessed with her. She don't like to go to sleep at the times where it's appropriate to go to sleep. So I've been listening to like lullabies and lo-fi sounds to help her go to sleep. Um, yeah, that's and then like just some like story time. That's literally what's in my that's what's in my Spotify. Lullabies for babies, lullabies for sleep. Little Hedgehog and the Tunnel and Adele. So, <laughs> hey, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. 
We we pretty much have Coco Melon on around here. Mm, heard about Coco Melon. Yeah, it's. I'm sure. I'm sure. By the time, are you saying your daughter's name in public? Oh yeah, Maiden. Okay, I, I was like, I was about to say it. I was like, wait. Oh, you can say. It. <laughs> I'm sure by the time Maven is like three or four, it'll probably be something else that's taking over the world. But right now, it's Coco Melon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I uh, I watched this YouTube video about like why kids are obsessed with Coco Melon, because um, <clears throat> I have heard so much about it, and I'm like, what is the craze about? Um, and were we this crazy about like Sesame Street? You know, like was it this much of a draw? <clears throat> and uh, they talk about how like how they keep the kids engaged because they don't stay on like one thing for t- too long, like. Every, like, there'll be angles, there'll be close-ups, there'll be shifts, there'll be in like two seconds, right? So the kids are always like, oh, something new. Oh, okay, this, oh, okay. Like, and so they're always just drawn in more and more and more just uh, with how quickly things shift and how it goes all over the place. Reminds me of this uh, management course, how to be a better manager, whatever course that I took and it talked about like the younger generation, how older generations are very linear. Right. And it's like, go like this for them to get things. And the younger generation is like, don't stay on one point for too long. I'm going to need to go over here and bring this point back to this point to bring it home or else you're going to lose me and I'm not going to be able to keep up or care. And they're just propelling that with these kids. (laughs) Word. So fun fact about Coco Melon, because I was looking them up the other day, too. And uh, it took them nine years to get to a million views. They started out on like YouTube, I think. Mm-hmm. It took them nine years to get to a million views. And a half a month later, they had a billion. Wow. They had a billion views. But I was thinking about like the the overnight success thing. And it just yeah. seemed like Coco Melon just came out of nowhere. But did. they was rocking for nine years. Wow. Then, but that was not, that was like when they got their first million, I think that was like 2016. So then they got to a billion, but now we're in, we're about to be in 2022. So they've been doing Coco Melon for like, well, almost 20 years. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wait. Oh, that's over 20 years. Right? No, Took them nine years. Yeah, 2016. So that was what, 2017? I mean, no, I'm sorry, 2007? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all, it took them almost 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. But also puts things into perspective. Also puts a lot of stuff into perspective. Again, 187 drafts, nine years. For sure. But I I also wanted to go back to what you were saying about the craze, which I'm sure all the visuals help kids like fall in love with Coco Melon. But I also think the music, I mean, obviously the music, but I was thinking about like Barney when I was a kid. Like Barney was everything. Yeah, Barney was everything. It was everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. I did love Barney. Yeah, we loved Barney. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, you been you been watching anything good lately? TV shows, movies, documentaries? Um. Okay. Something about like once somebody starts 
a series without me, then I'm just completely uninterested. And Maddie has started both True Story and Secession without me. So I'm like, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. And I'm like, I feel like both of these are very good very good and so it's i'm gonna have to like let it rest for a moment and i'll come back to it but obviously i've been watching insecure um watching that as well yeah been watching curb your enthusiasm um it's hilarious yeah i'm gonna have to check it out i haven't seen it. it's a classic but i just haven't seen it yeah hilarious uh if I'm you watching- like if you like curb your enthusiasm i think you would like succession Oh, I'm sure that I would like Secession. Oh, okay, okay. I love, um, I'm sure I would love Secession. I am sad that I feel like, I feel like Billions is over. Uh, have, do you watch Billions? Yeah, I've seen, I, I do watch it. I'm not like caught up because I just started binging it. So I'm on the first, I just finished the first season. Okay, I won't say anything else. Yeah, yeah, don't say nothing else. Don't say nothing else. But I love Billions. Um... I just watch this like, sometimes I just want to have some things in the background while I try to get some work done. And I'm watching Maven. So I was um, watching the this chocolate thing on Netflix about how people are like doing different things, like really cool things with chocolate. Oh, okay. um, just something in the background. Cool. That, oh, and then we just watched this documentary the other day uh, on the HBO. I don't know, it was about like life some life um, from 1984 to 2020. And it follows like these three people um, from 36 years, over the span of 36 years. And these people are dealing with crime, drugs. It's in Newark, New Jersey. And it's just really interesting to, I mean, this documentary documentarian uh, kept up with them, right? And to see what a life of drugs truly looks like from the inside, you know, you can pass somebody on the street and be like, oof, right? Like, I don't know what you're going through, bro, but I don't know what your life right? I don't know what your life has looked like. I don't know what your family life looks like. I don't know, like, what keeps drawing you in. Um, and so it was interesting to see that from the inside. Some of it is what you expect, but it was still interesting. Yeah. So... Word. So I'm on the last episode of a show called Midnight Mass on uh, on Netflix. Oh, is that good? I really, I am really thoroughly enjoying it. It's uh, oh, it's like a horror. Oh, sign me up. It's like a horror, but it's like a uh, it's like a it's like a subtle, it's like a subtle horror. Don't sign me up. Don't. Sign <laughs> up. Okay. Like, so by subtle horror, do you mean like no horror actually happens? Nah, people. I mean, there's there's some there's some bloodiness happening. There's there's okay. some blood and you know people getting snatched and things of that nature. It's just it's it's just not like um, like the the way the the way the show is set up. Well, let me say it like this: I, it's probably more like it's probably more suspense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably more suspense, but it has a really cool story. Like it deals with like. Like the themes of like guilt and like addiction and religion, mm. um, and, and how religion can be a, 
a manipulator, you know what I'm saying? You can sort of use it to manipulate people and it's set like in this small town and I don't know, it's a it was a it's a really cool story. I, I think it's a really cool story. Um Yeah, it's not yeah, it's not like when I say horror, it's not like um it's not like the conjuring, right? Where everything, you know, it's not like that, but it 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 just has like a very like scary scary feel to it. As I was watching it, I, there were moments where I was just like, "Ooh, it's about to happen." Yo. Okay. <laughs> can't believe that they did that. Like it was sort of crazy. But yeah. Nice. I'm, yeah, sign me up. I'm with that. I'm um, here for that. I do also watch Insecure. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on this season? You said what? What are your thoughts on this season, on the final season? What are your thoughts so far? Um, I think, I mean, I think it's, I think they're doing a great job with it. I think I more enjoy it from the standpoint of like, just the writing of it and the production. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a huge like fan of like the the story itself, you know what I'm saying? I don't. I really don't think I'm the, the audience for it. I think it's geared towards different demographics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's great. I think um, I think Yvonne Orgy is amazing. Um, I think Issa's amazing. Um, yeah. I like the whole cast to be honest. Well, yeah, I I appreciate the whole cast. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love think Amanda Seals on that last episode. Did you see the last episode? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She was acting. She was acting in that joint. I'm like, that mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. That was great. I think she's great. I think Natasha Rothwell is great. I love her. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see how they uh how they how they wrap it all up. Cause you know this is the last season, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had mentally prepared for it because she had said up front, she was like, We're not doing this for years. <laughs> and I was like, fair. But um, you know, I've been on the Twitter streets and people were like, this is so boring. Ugh, I'm not liking it. I'm not even excited about watching Insecure. And unpopular opinion. Uh, or popular opinion. Segment. <laughs> yeah, like that. This should, that should be a segment. Um, the people who feel that way like drama. There's no drama this season. Things are being patched up. There's a lot of growth. If it is drama, it's very subtle, right? Um, I feel like the people who are like, this is so boring are also the people who still really like reality TV and love watching all of the Real Housewives and the very petty drama. So, not, go ahead. What's interesting about you saying that is I actually, for me, it's been the opposite because in previous seasons, I was bored. Because I felt like there wasn't a lot of you. You use the word drama. I use the word tension. Like there wasn't a, for me. I just felt like I would watch episodes and they would just be walking around L.A. and I'm like, what's going on? But in this season, I feel like there's a lot of like with Lawrence and Condola. They have like their tense moments, and then you have Issa and Nathan, like they have their tense moments, and then you got Yvonne and her mom, like her mom being sick, and then um, you got that whole piece. So for me, I've been really engrossed by what I was what I was calling like the drama or the tension of this season, whereas other seasons I haven't really been invested. Mm-hmm. Um, except for I was invested in Issa and and um Issa and Molly's oh. 
little beef that they had. I was invested in that. Obviously, I was invested in Issa and Lawrence. Um, but I feel like this season has had a lot of. Maybe know. the tension is, but I think maybe for the first time, I feel like this tension is more normal, right? Like previous in previous seasons, the tension that I would feel it was like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable because this is not normal for my life, right? This is not, except for the first season and my previous relationship with somebody who was just not very, con con was not contributing to the household. And I felt like oh, I'm just bogged down with a lot of, with a lot of feelings. But even like seeing everything play out, like for her cheating or for her, you know, just, all of it was just like, oh, I'm really uncomfortable. I don't ever see myself in any of these situations. Whereas now I can see myself in a situation where it's like, okay, we need to have some more communication like with Issa and Nathan, right? But it's not, it's not, that's not out of line. That's not out of pocket to say, we need to talk more. Or even with a mom getting sick or a family member getting sick. And it's like, okay, people get sick, right? And how does that make me feel? Or how am I used to that, et cetera. So, um, and even with Lawrence and Condola starting to kind of get on the same page with kids. I mean, there's so many people around me who are having kids and most of us are not married. <laughs> you know, when I'm thinking about the relationships that I have around me in my life and my girlfriends, and I'm just like, okay, how are we navigating this? It's not out of pocket. It's right. not. So yeah, I think, sure, there's still drama and some substance, but nothing that's so uncomfy for me gotcha gotcha, gotcha. but I, I i would also say play devil's advocate i think that what you like the things that you were saying like you couldn't see yourself in those situations i think that's that was like sort of the purpose of the show like it mm -hmm. was it was to be to put her or the characters in like the most awkwardest situations right and so that you would be like yo because you know that it came from that web series she was doing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i think it was, it was supposed to you know make you sort of feel like yo this is sort of this is sort of wild and i remember yeah and that's why i liked it initially because i remember oh i was so into that show um i watched it i was like waiting on episodes and um but i remember feeling uncomfy then I think the difference is, you know why I don't feel like there's drama? Because the characters have grown and they're able to communicate. In Awkward Black Girl, Issa was unable to communicate yeah. a lot of things. And I'd be like, this is so awkward, Issa, because you're just not <laughs> able to effectively communicate your feelings. Right, and right. same with an Insecure. And now, even in the midst of all of the drama and the tension, right? Like the last episodes, all the girl episodes, the, the girls all got together and they all expressed their emotions. And I was like, oh, I feel really good about this because finally everything is on the table, <laughs> right? Or Condola and Lawrence, there is tension, but they're, but they are adults enough to say, this is how I feel, this is how I feel. So I'm like, there's no drama. Nathan and Issa, this is how I feel, this is how I feel. There's no drama for me. So, that's really what it is the growth of people being able to effectively communicate and respect one another's feelings and opinions cancels out any drama for me gotcha 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 yeah i think i yeah i think i'm just thinking of just the tension that comes with mm -hmm. 
life. Yeah, yeah, just being in relationship with people. Yeah, you know? um, that's real. Like the even even the the, the part with um, with Nathan and his cousin was that his cousin? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know. I, I just I don't know. I felt really invested in this season more than I felt in in past seasons. Um, I can see that. Do you feel like you've had that tension of the tension that you see in the show? How much of it has been relevant to your life? In this season or just period? In this season. In this season. Um, I would say not much, honestly. I mean, I mean, so I've had similar feelings as you find in the show, but nothing like the situations aren't the same. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like similar feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, relationships, like, I feel like the last episode we watched, me and Kia had just been fighting about communication. Kia's my wife, if nobody knows. Anyway, we had just been fighting about communication. So then watching that, you know, it's like, you know, you need to talk more. He's like, what you talking about? Like, yo, why are you making this a big deal? I'm like, yo, I'm I feel like I might have said that to you just the other day. Like, yo, why you, why you making it into this? You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, I think anything with like relationship things, like you just deal with like, well, and even like when you look at the previous season and you got Issa and Molly and their, you know, their friendship rockiness that they had. Yeah, I know all about that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely relatable to me at least, you know, emotionally you know yeah especially if you're going through it currently like I think I was more invested in the first season because I was going through those emotions yeah currently with the with the show and I was like oh you're bringing up a lot of feelings right now (laughs) you know like that I didn't I wasn't expecting you to do but now I've got to face it and I got to face it with the person that I'm sitting next to because we're both watching the same show right um right so yeah either way Bravo to all of them. I think they've done a great job. Word. So, um, as a result of this being the the uh, the free account on Zoom, I think we only have like ten minutes left. <laughs> so, um, I think that I could just we could just get off here with one last uh, question slash segment. Um, I just wanted to ask you what are you what are you looking forward to? You know, as we as we move through this holiday season. Through the holiday season. You know, we started this podcast off. First of all, I'm looking forward to like every day with Maven and, you know, watching Roddy be a dad. Um, That's just a given, right? Like, I'm always excited for them. Um, But, you said you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, like, uh, didn't necessarily plan, you know, just hopping into it. Yeah. And um, as your Sagittarius sister, I too like to hop into things. <laughs> I too. <laughs> I too like to do that. And so I'm trying to just be a lot more intentional with uh, my time and and plan for things and 
pre-plan for things and get excited for things in advance, right? Um, so clearly I'm excited for. Huh? I say clearly this did not help that, but it's fine. No, it did. It's no, this is helpful. Um, but I'm excited to plan for the next year. I'm excited to say, okay, this is what I want to do. At least make it simple. Q1, right? What do you want Q1 to look like? Let's plan it out. Let's get excited for that instead of getting excited, excited in the moment and rushing and trying to get stuff done. Um, so yeah, that's that along with like really kind of expanding my uh, circle or moving through new circles right and finding other people who you know might be on the same path or same journey that that i'm on or trying to go to where i'm trying to go word, word. well that's great i think that i'm looking forward to you know holidays are they're fun because we get to go see family and hang out and um, so I, I think I'm just looking forward to, you know, number one, spending the rest of this day celebrating my birthday. Yeah. Um, and this, I mean, I'm just glad that I'm doing this right now. Um, so I'm just excited to finish up today, go to the bookstore, go to the comic book store, you know, buy my books, read, do what I do. Um, but then I'm excited to spend time with family and hang out with my boys. We got some Uno cards yesterday, so we've been playing some Uno. Um... So yeah, I'm just I'm just excited for for spending time with family. Also, for everyone who does not know, we just wrapped our Kickstarter campaign to fund a comic book that I wrote, and we had uh, 246, 246 or 249 people uh, back the campaign. We raised about $6,700. Well. 250 because I said that I was gonna slide you some contribution and you said oh we can do it differently oh I didn't want to sign up for the crowdfunding I didn't want to get more emails so (laughs) yeah it's all good it's all good I um it so the the numbers the the numbers on Kickstarter are important because people can see Mm. oh this is how many people have this is the interest that you have in your book. You know what I'm saying? And so I actually have a, a good amount of people outside of Kickstarter who said basically what you said, like, hey, I'm not sure I want to, you know. Um, so that's the only reason why I said what I said. But yeah, 250, including yourself. Uh, but yeah, we raised like $6,700. And so we just, you know, had a, we're just waiting for the all those funds to process. And once those come in, then I'll be able to order the books and the rewards and get everybody, you know, every everything shipped out and so I'm just I'm excited for that it'll be the first time I've I've held a comic book that I wrote in my hands that's dope and that's gonna be absolutely amazing that's dope so, congratulations yeah. thank you thank you thank you so I'm just looking forward to that looking forward to continue to writing and creating and um yeah so Morgan do you have anything else you would like to say to the people you want to plug you want to plug anything let anybody know what's coming up things that are coming up Oof, I've you, plan- you haven't planned it yet you haven't planned it yet or- I've been planning it okay go, go, go. I have a lot of things coming up to okay. be honest okay. um I'm revamp I'm I'm getting my podcast back in order um around and within podcast you know my first book moon fruit let's go let's go I looked through this right and I was like ooh. 
this is not perfect, right? I was just really happy to put this out, but riddled with errors. Punctuation was shit, right? A lot of things, right? But I was just like, I just remember being in this space and like, I gotta, I gotta put something out. Anyway, um, revamping that, making it like a true journal. Um, uh, got some gigs coming up with poetry, speaking more, uh, working on like a true like self-help book. Um, yeah, new merch. I have a lot of things coming up. So ultimately, go to my website, morganbullock.com. Morgan, like Morgan Freeman, Bullock, like Sandra Bullock. Um, and all of the updates, subscribe to my newsletter, my mailing list, and all the updates will be wait, there. Wait, did you say Morgan like Freeman? Morgan like Morgan Freeman, Bullock like Sandra Bullock. It's actually very easy to remember, to be honest. <laughs> How can you forget that? That is so great. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, so many updates are going to be there and on my Instagram. Um, and I'm really excited about them. Really excited about them. Can't wait to share everything. Word, so. word. Well, you guys make sure you go and follow her. I'll put all her um, contact details and website and Instagram handles. I want to say I'm going to put them in the show notes, but I'm not exactly sure where, where this is going to be, but... <laughs> If you're listening to this, you will be able to see where she is and you can follow her and get all her work and check her stuff out because it's dope. She's yep. dope. She's amazing. Thank you so much, Morgan, for spending some time with me having this conversation. I'm sure this will not be the last time you will be on this Untitled podcast. With me. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I actually love it being the Untitled podcast. I think that... You think we on to something? You think we on to something? I think so. I think it can remind you, like, everything doesn't have to be perfect. Word. Getting shit out. Well, thank you for joining me on this un- on the Untitled Podcast. Um, it was a great birthday present, and you guys can follow me on Instagram at Rolam. Um, you can check out my Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Rolam, and you can check out more of my work, comic books, short stories at Rolam.com. And that's it. Appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Y'all be safe. Peace.